Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into What Makes Me Mad, a podcast where I discuss the things that make me mad. What is going on everybody? Episode 68 of the podcast here with you as I watch some college basketball. Uh, I'm also doing the multitasking so that way I can enjoy my weekends by watching said college basketball. Because when you get around to the end of February and March is when basketball starts getting really good. So that's why I'm like, hmm, I'm going to want to watch it. So obviously, too, I have to record the podcast. Schedule's been crazy because it's like, you know, obviously I want to watch basketball. But then also, too, you know, I got to obviously record. So schedule has been a uh, little wild for that. Um, before I get into things, uh, check out four. Uh, I think it's four eyes only. Um, some uh, local uh, musician from the Whitewater area was asking uh, if he could come on the podcast. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to get him on uh, the podcast, but I said, hey, I can at least plug your music. Um, so you know, I like supporting local artists. And, you know, people's local ambitions because, you know, I like it when people support mine. So if I can drive maybe some views his way, uh, I can do that because I was like, you know, that's like the bare minimum I can do. If, you know, he if he is wanting to have dreams, you know, I got dreams too. So, you know, yeah, go check out Four, Eye, Four Eyes Only. I want to say For Your Eyes Only, but I know that's a J. Cole album and I know that's, so I know that's, Go check out For Your Eyes Only. That's a solid J. Cole album. But then also, too, go check out Four Eyes Only. Two, if you like it, cool. If you don't like it, you know, no big deal. But figure I would just at least throw it to people's ways. And then they could figure out, you know, hey, do I like it or not? Because I figure, you know, hey, local artists, might as well give them a shout out. If I can drive four people maybe his way, cool. If not, you know, no biggie. Uh, but I just want to give a quick shout out for that. Uh, I'm recording this for the second time today. I started recording and got about five minutes in, and I was like, man, this is not going to be a good episode. I'm not liking what I'm talking about. Stopped it. Restarted it. So if you're listening to the episode now, and you're like, man, if you get done listening with it, and you're like, man, what a solid episode that was. You are welcome, because I was like, you want to know what? I'm not satisfied with this. I wanted it remade. I went up to the manager and I was like, I need this remade. I know you can do better and I'm trying to do better with it. So, you know, I'm going to try my best again, multitasking while I watch basketball because, again, uh, the tournament brackets is how I pay my bills. Uh, so, you know, I kind of want to uh, get some things right on here and see what happens because, you know, last year. Wasn't able to have the tournament or anything like that because everything had to get canceled and all that stupid stuff that happened that was not a fun time. Uh, but yeah, so at least glad that there is basketball on and most likely will be again in March. Hopefully everything will go good there. Um, but yeah, I always like kind of taking this time in the beginning to uh, kind of... Uh, I don't know how I would describe it. I would say, kind of let my mind, uh, 
there's a lot of thoughts that I always have in this age of always having constant information at your fingertips. So I kind of like to take the time in the beginning of the podcast because sometimes I don't always get to say what I want to say. So I just kind of want to get my voice or like get some of the thoughts that I have, what I've been thinking about recently, just kind of take about five minutes, discuss them, and then, you know, I can get into... You know, some of the stuff. So I always like taking that time in the beginning. If you guys ever wonder, like, hmm, why doesn't he just get into the things that make him mad right away? It's just kind of like I always kind of like to do um, just like, the, the business of what I got going on in my life. And so I just kind of like, you know, I can vent about something, just kind of get my mind flowing. And, like, it helps me communicate a little bit more. Because if you just keep having conversations in your head, that's not always good for you. So I always like coming out and just kind of sit saying what I'm feeling in the beginning. So, now that I have that out of the way, I'm ready to get into some of the stuff that makes me mad. Alright, so one of the first things that made me mad this week was I decided to watch the Badgers on Saturday. The Badgers have made plenty of appearances on this podcast before. Again, going to make an appearance again because that basketball team frustrates me so much. I don't know what it is with them once they face decent competition, but they get scared like they're a bunch of scared kittens half the time, and they forget how to shoot, which is very crucial in the game of basketball since the whole objective is to put the ball in the hoop, and uh, we struggle very much with that sometimes. I will say, though, we seem to play uh, with more energy. I was happy about that. And, like, we got a lot of offensive rebounds. But, holy hell, we could not buy a bucket. We could not even go up to the refs and be like, here is some money. Can we please put the ball in the hoop for us? Like, we couldn't even do that. We were struggling with everything. And just I was like, God, this is so frustrating to watch. They're down by, like, 10 with, like, two minutes. I was like, ah, oh, this game's probably over with. Well, then Demetrius Trice decided he was going to get cooking. And he got hot ASAP, started knocking down a bunch of threes. And then, uh, a, just, yeah, the, all of a sudden, Badgers made it really close at the end. Uh, unfortunately lost, so it's like they find a way to push me as far away as possible where I'm like, you want to screw it, I'm done. And then they pulled me right back in to the very end. And then I'm intrigued. And then, yeah, they find a way to hurt me. And it's very sad sometimes, but it's, you know, what can you do? They're college athletes, but yeah, it was senior senior day. And it was uh, kind of sad because it's like I always feel bad when they lose on senior day. Because it's like, you know, it's the seniors. It could be their last time. COVID made things a little bit different this year. So they get an extra year eligibility. Uh, but it's, you know, it, it, it's it's sad for uh, the last home game. If they some of the guys do decide that, you know, this is their last game, last home game as a Badger, uh, kind of tough that there wasn't really a crowd. I mean, I think they had their parents in, like, the suites or something. But it's like, you know, I watched Kansas-Baylor uh for the later on game in Kansas had their student section full because, you know, they had students on campus already. And, you know, they're all wearing masks as best as they could. Uh, but it's like, you know, I feel like you could put where Wisconsin is at 
with their virus. Uh, obviously, I'm not saying, like, pack the stadiums 100%, but it's like, you know, I watched the girls' state games, and they had about 1,000 people, I would say, in a 4,000-seat arena. So 25% capacity, right? And everything looked like it was spread out decently. Like, the, I feel like the Badgers could have easily done that. For the last game, just, you know what, let's have some, some students be in there, uh, and let's maybe have a couple hundred people, too, on the side, are uh, taking the up to sideline seats, and you know, have the atmosphere be a little bit different in the Kohl Center because it's been quiet all year. And you know, th- maybe that would have helped the Badgers play, but it's just like, you know, I feel like we could at least had a couple people there. Uh, I know we had the parents, but it's like I feel bad for you know those seniors because those that senior class meant a lot to us because it's like I remember freshman or I forget what year it was, but it was like. I think sophomore year when they lost a bunch of guys and it was like they had to go through a rebuilding phase. All those guys, Brad Davidson, Nate Reavers, were like the pillars of like guys that got a lot of playing time and you're like, they're going to be really good. Unfortunately, they're kind of inconsistent, but you thought like, man, they're going to be, God, when they're seniors, they're going to be firing on all cylinders and then Trice had gotten hurt and then, you know, we had a couple other guys miss some time and then it was like last year, they were firing. At all cylinders, everything was going good, and then obviously COVID happened, and so then I thought for sure, like, all right, this year they'll be firing on all cylinders, and I know the Big Ten is tough, but, you know, it's frustrating. It's like, I know the Big Ten is tough, but it's like, they, they could be playing a lot better, I feel like. But I don't know. I feel like they need to bring back the old school 2000 uniforms, because they did that last year, and then they went on that really impressive run, they, I don't think they've worn the old school jerseys this year. They've kind of went with the uh, ones designed by uh, the players. And it's like, you know, it's not a bad look, but it's like, you know, maybe that was your good luck jerseys. Maybe keep wearing them throughout the rest of the year, and then maybe something will happen. You know, that's exciting. That will get me to stop yawning or something like that. I don't know why I'm yawning, too. It pisses me off, but I'm trying not to. But yeah, so it was sad watching the Badgers. And and also, too, it was really dumb, too. So it was like someone on Illinois got a technical foul, but then for some reason they gave uh, a technical foul to Wisconsin's bench, too, I think, because we tried to get a quick uh, draw up, a quick play or something like that when they went to go for a review. But I've never seen that call uh, get called before. So I thought that was kind of dumb. But, you know... Maybe if we didn't shoot brick after brick in the first half, we would have been fine. But, I don't know. Badgers can be really frustrating sometimes. But as I say this, I'm still going to probably mark them down to go to at least the Sweet 16 in the tournament. Why? Because I always put the Badgers down for a Sweet 16 team. And then that promptly fucks up my bracket when they get knocked out in the first round. But, you know, it happens, all right? But I, I would just love it if they could go back to wearing the old school uniforms and just stop shooting bricks every day. Uh, and get the ball in the hoop would be nice. And another thing, though, uh, that would be nice is if companies were actually nice to their employees and actually treated them with respect. So I had seen the other day uh, that Best Buy announced, even though they were having, I think it was record-breaking profits, announced that they were going to slash about 
I don't know how many full-time jobs it was, and uh, only hire back about half of them as, like, part-time or something like that. And it's like, really? In the middle of a pandemic, you know, recession right now. You mean to tell me that you schmucks at Best Buy are going to, even though you have record-breaking profits, all the rich, fat CEOs and executives are going to keep making the money, but then you're going to screw on your low-end workers and try to cut a little bit more corners just so you can make a couple extra bucks? Best Buy, you make me mad. It's you and these other greedy companies that don't treat their employees right, and then they obviously, like, don't want to do their job very good, which I totally understand, and then, like, everyone has a bad opinion of the story. It's just, like, if you treat your employees well, they'll be more motivated to do their job, and then that will help you in the long run. I don't understand this whole mindset of, hmm, if we cut corners and try to, you know, cut hours or cut wages or cut benefits, something that's gonna, like, the workers are the pillars that keep that franchise running. Like, if all the Best Buy workers just said, you all know what, one day, screw it, let's all walk out, that would be a serious problem that Best Buy would have to address. Because ain't no one going to be able to ring up the sales uh, in the store. And I get, yeah, they have a decent online presence and all, but it's like, you know, I've been seeing a couple, you know, workers just uh, not at Best Buy, but other places are just like, you know what, screw this, we're walking out. Because, you know... We're not going to get paid uh, shitty wages like while everyone else gets rich around us. And I, I salute them for that because it's like I, I've, I've been lucky enough to work at places where it's like where I've been treated like decently good, I would say. Uh, could be better, could be a lot worse. Uh, so I, I feel like I always want to stick up for the little guy uh, in this situation. But it's just like I saw that and I'm like, really, Best Buy? Middle of a pandemic, people are just looking for work. You're going to be like, hmm, let's find a way to get more rich. And uh, because, you know, we already haven't been doing enough of that lately. It's like, you know what? The workers are working in the middle of a pandemic. Their health is at risk. And, you know, they're just trying to put, you know, food on the table, money in the bank, you know, pay off some bills. And all these rich executives that are probably getting to work from home anyway uh they don't have to deal with all the stress of working in customer service they're like you want to know what we're gonna we need to make more we need to make more money for ourselves and it's like man you guys i have bad things to say about best buy right now because it's like that's just not fair but then meanwhile you have companies like costco shout out to costco that are like you want to know what we're gonna bump up our minimum wage now to $16 an hour. And I say, good for you, Costco, because it's like with Costco, it seems like a lot of people are like, man, I love going to Costco because the employees are always friendly to help me out. And it's like just positive all around. I think I've only seen one person uh, complain about working at a Costco, but it's like, you know, if you pay your workers well, treat them with respect, give them benefits, work with them, you know, they'll be motivated to come in to do the job because it's a good environment. And then when they're motivated, that will help out. That will help customers in the long run uh, with, like, purchasing stuff. 
you know, like having a positive attitude is obviously good for like customer. It's just all going to come back around. If the workers are happy and the customers are happy. Then, you know, the store will be happy and everything like that. And Costco's like, yeah, we're going to raise our minimum wage now to $16 an hour. And so it's like, good for you, Costco, because it's like, it's just, you know, they could easily be like, you want to know what? We don't, we can pay, we're going to pay our workers $8.25 an hour. And they could get away with it if they wanted it to. But they don't do that. They're like, you want to know what? We're going to, uh, we're going to pay our workers a decent wage, and it works for them in the long run. So it's like Costco. Good for you guys. And also, too, I want to say that their CEO makes, like, only $900,000 a year, which, I, you know, it's funny. I say, like, only $900,000, but it's, like, for, like, what some of these CEOs make, like, that's, like, really small. But, one, he could still make a great living off of that. And, like, two, that's, like, him being, like, I'm not going to take all the profits for myself. I'm going to, you know, invest it back into the community. I, or not into the community, but I'm going to invest it back into my workforce because I'm not the sole reason for it. And so it's just so dumb because I just see, like, all these companies that are, like, worth so much and, all these like rich CEOs taking as much as they can, but then it's like, who's getting screwed? The little guy. And so I want to sk- say good job for Costco because it's like, you want to know what? They recognize that uh, those workers are the backbone of uh, their company. And so they're like, you want to know what? We're going to, we're going to help them out and, you know, uh, give them a decent wage. And it's just, it's just decent business. It's like, you know, the less turnover you have, the better it is for the store. It just treat your employees right. That's all I gotta say. If you own a business and you have workers, treat them right. It's not that hard. You know, if they're if they enjoy their job, then they're gonna put that effort into you know their job, and it's just it's just so dumb that I've always discussed to corporate greed on this podcast, but it just frustrates me because there's no need for it. There's just no need for it. But another thing that made me mad this week was I was watching uh, The Herd with Colin Cowherd, a sports uh, show, sports opinion talk show. Uh, and, um, And he has some opinions about the Green Bay Packers that I didn't like. So, a while back, he had talked about uh, when the Packers lost in the NFC Championship game, he tried putting blame, he tried saying that Aaron Rodgers deserved blame for the Packers' performance in the NFC Championship game. I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? He played fine. Like, there are other guys on the Packers that deserve blame, but I'm telling you right now, Rodgers was not. But, like, you flip the stats, and, like, if Rodgers would have had Brady's stat line where he threw three touchdowns but also three picks... Rodgers would have been getting killed for those three picks, and I think Rodgers only threw the one that should have been called pass interference, but anyway, that's on me. Or, but, you know, that's in the past now, I guess. But um, but Cowherd has just recently always seems to have, like, an angle on, like, either ripping on Rodgers or the Packers, and I just have a question for him. It's, what did we do to you that made you mad That where you have to... Uh, rip on us constantly and then like so 
NFL free agency is right around the corner. Teams are talking to free agents and everything like that. And I saw he had put, uh, had said that free agents don't come to Green Bay. Like 95% of them already rule out coming to Green Bay. And it's like, dude, stop trying to come up with a, uh, come up with your own narrative and just look at the facts once in a while. Like, oh, free agents don't want to come to Green Bay. Yeah, there used to be a time where the Packers didn't sign free agents, but now they're actively involved in free agency, and they always try to go and get the top guys now. Like, you know how many free agents we've had signed with us recently? In the past couple of years, ever since Gutenkunz has been the GM, Jimmy Graham, uh, Adrian Amos, uh, Christian Kirksey, Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith, Billy Turner, Rick Wagner. Oh, look at that. That's already eight guys we had signed from free. Devin Funches is number nine. Like, this whole mindset of, oh, we don't bring in free agents. We literally just brought in three of them, I think, uh, in the playoffs, let alone. Just because we're signing guys for our roster and this whole, oh, free agents don't want to come to Green Bay. What are you talking about? There's... What, we're an, an, a Super Bowl contending team that has one of the greatest quarterbacks of our generation playing quarterback at a high level right now. We have one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. We have one of the best offensive lines in football. Uh, our defense has playmakers. like, And we have a really young in pretty solid head coach and Matt LaFleur and like this whole, oh, they don't want to come to Green Bay. What? Because the weather's cold? Like this whole mindset of, I, I heard him say that and I'm like, what, what free agent hasn't wanted to come to the Packers? Like we've signed so many free agents over the years. And that's just, a, it's like, dude, just open your eyes and stop trying to find ways to paint your narrative without avoiding the facts or whatnot. But it's like, I heard him say that, and I'm like, God, you are you can be really dumb sometimes. I really like listening to him sometimes because he can be, like, really smart. And I think, like, just, like, yeah, just really smart. And, like, he has good opinions sometimes. But when his opinions are bad, they are bad. And then, like, he was ripping on, like, Baker Mayfield again recently. And he was taking, like, he's just, he gets in, like, he sets narratives, which I think is what frustrates me. He has people he likes and he has people he doesn't like. Fair. That's like every sports fan. But if he, no matter what, he will continue going after it. Like he has an, a thing on his show where it's like when Colin was right, when Colin was wrong. And I like that because it's like, you know, not everyone's going to be right. Not everyone's going to be wrong. And, you know, you should always be like, well, you know, in this situation, I was right. This situation, I was wrong. You know, give me whatever feedback you want from it. But it's like this whole mindset of, oh, I don't like the Packers, so I'm going to just say stuff because I don't like them, even though it's not factually true, is wrong, and you shouldn't do that. But then the same way with, like, Baker Mayfield, where he was like, where he did a segment where it was like, I'm going to pick quarterbacks uh from like baker mayfield versus the field so he had like a bunch of quarterbacks uh his co-host had asked him like oh would you rather have baker mayfield or uh jimmy garoppolo or something like that and he would give his opinion on the quarterbacks that he wanted and 
like, it's just so dumb because it's clearly, like, you can be like, all right, if you watched a football game or just looked at some stats, you could be like, you want to know what? Baker Mayfield's probably better than this guy, or Baker Mayfield's worse than this guy. But it's like, he has the mindset of, he doesn't like Baker Mayfield because Baker Mayfield went on his show one time and told him basically, and, you know, proved his one of his opinions wrong, so he just constantly rips on Baker. And it's like, if you don't like Baker, that's fine, but, like, you can just, after a while, it's like the act gets old where it's like, okay, anyone with the eyes can clearly see that Baker Mayfield is a fine NFL quarterback, not the greatest, not the worst. He's had three head coaches, or I want to say no, he's had four head coaches uh, in the in his first three years in the league, I think, and then the last guy that he just finally had, he went to the playoffs because he finally had someone decent at the helm. And it's just always, oh, Baker struggles, or Baker did the... And it's like, dude, like, come on, man, be smart. Like, you've got... You can clearly tell, like, Baker is a fine quarterback. And he's just always like, oh, I'd rather have Jimmy Garoppolo. Really, the dude that can't stay healthy? You're going to take that guy over Baker Mayfield? Oh, you're going to take Kirk Cousins over Baker Mayfield? Like, come on. Come on. Stop, you know, let's, uh, let, let's use our brain here, all right? Come on now. Um, but that, that, it frustrates me sometimes when Cowherd just gets on those opinions that he has, and he doesn't want to leave them, right? It's just, when someone presents you with facts, you know, maybe that's the time to change opinions, but they don't, and it frustrates me. Whoa, well. Another thing, though, that made me mad, I recently saw on Twitter that uh, colleges are still using uh, lock, or professors are still having students use lockdown browser, even though most of the stuff has been virtual recently. Now I have to say that that is, screw lockdown browser. Lockdown browser is one of the dumbest things I think I have ever seen uh in just college, because it's just so dumb. If you ever are taking, if you are ever in like a professional job and you don't know how to do something or you don't know an answer to something, you're probably going to look it up. This whole mindset of, we're going to put you uh, in a room for an hour, ask you a bunch of questions, and you have to pick them all and... Like, you have to get 90% of them, right, to get an A. It's like, that's really stressful on students. And so it's like, when it's online, you know, let kids use their resources. Because that's what they're going to do in the professional world. They're going to use resources to help them solve a problem. Instead of just constantly trying to uh, regurgitate what was said in a lecture. And just, I hate Lockdown Browser. I had to use it, I think, two times for, like, two classes I had where it was required, and it's just so dumb. So anyone that hasn't used Lockdown Browser, it's basically just, like, you have to click on it, and then that will take you to, like, your school's webpage, and then that literally just makes you... You're not able to open up a different tab. Like, you have to take the quiz and just, you know, the um, one tab that's open, so, like, you can't Google another answer... But I've also heard recently, too, that um, students are now being, like, required to, like, look at, like, their 
their computer screen and they can't look away or else like now then it like it's deemed that they're like looking away and cheating and then they get failed and it's like really why are we making online learning as difficult as possible i would just be like you wonder what if i'm a professor hey you know the test can be open no or if you want to cheat cheat that's fine you know, I understand not every test can be, like, open note, and, like, you do have to, like, work and study for things, but it's, like, you know, putting all that stress on a college student isn't a good idea, and especially with what we have right now, too, uh, with a pandemic and online schooling being difficult and just making it more difficult is not good, um... I think it's very frustrating. I yeah, I just I've taken lockdown browser before. I've even done blue book as well too, where it's just um you have you literally just get a blue little pamphlet and you start and it's like basically just writing essay forms and which honestly I don't mind writing essays for exams because it's like, you know, you can kinda of write out your thoughts. Um but it's just I don't know. Testing is really stressful on students and lockdown browsers make it more difficult especially during a pandemic uh and honestly lockdown they shouldn't be a thing they just should not be a thing you should just be like you want to what hey because sometimes you can't google the material either too um and so this whole mindset of oh you have to take this exam in just one tab because we don't want you to cheat and you have to know everything. That's just so stressful and so dumb. Because then you're not really learning it. You're just trying to memorize the stuff. And, like, you can't really, like, express ideas as well, too, when you're just regurgitating information. It's dumb. I, I do not have good opinions of Lockdown Browser. Um, I would just love to see it personally abolished. It's just really hard for people because it's like you know I've I'm not the, I feel like I'm not the best test taker because it's like yeah you got uh yeah they might give you a study guide or something like that beforehand but it's like you don't know what's going to be on that test so it's like when you sit in there and if you where you like you start taking it and you're like crap I don't know or I'm getting I know I'm getting some of these answers wrong that weighs on your mind and then also too it's just really hard to sit in a room for an hour and just try to memorize everything as much as possible and then just wait for like that certain question to pop up where it's like, yes, I memorized that. It's like, that's just not learning right there. It's like, I know like this, some people might not agree with this because they don't like participating in class, but I feel like if I was a professor... I would mainly have, or most of my grades come from participation, either, like, in lectures, asking questions, or, like, um, participating in, like, activities, because it's, like, that's how you learn uh, the material better, I feel like, because if it's just, I'm going to read you what's up on the screen, you write it down, and then you memorize it, and then I'm going to give you a quiz on it, I feel like no one memorizes it that well, but it's, like, if you're having, like, discussions, engagements, in, like, a stress-free setting, I feel like oh, that's going to be a lot better for people to, like, learn and, like, oh, okay, that makes more sense. I, in one of my classes, environmental studies I took, and it was, we did a lot of, like, discussions in class, 
And, like, that made me memorize, like, a lot more, like, learn a lot more about stuff just because of us doing, like, activities and then uh, just discussing them and, you know, discussing with each other. And it's, like, when you do that and you have that kind of engagement, that helps. And I know not everyone wants to, like, speak up in class, so it's, like, obviously you can have, like, other ways of doing that engagement. But I'm just making everything where it's, like, the only thing you're getting graded on in this class is exams. Like, that's really stressful, too. I remember there is one class that I took. I enjoyed learning about because I was soci- sociology, I think it was. Uh, but it was, like, we only had three exams in that class, and that was, like, our only grades. It was just those three exams. So it's, like, if you did shit on one exam, that's going to weigh your grade down tremendously, even if you do good. So say you get a D on the first one, and you get, like, a B and an A on the second one, your final grade's gonna be, like, a B minus or something like that, and it's just, like, you know, that that's tough on a lot of kids, because you just go in and you bomb one test, like, that could really be detrimental to your grade, and so lockdown browsers and exams just adding uh, stress to kids' mental health is not cool, so I would highly recommend that these universities and colleges Stop doing lockdown browsers and make things a little bit easier. Just automatically, especially during a pandemic, just make things a little bit easier for students. And maybe, you know, students would want to continue doing schooling at that university. I don't know. I'm just freeballing and just spitting spitting ideas. But I saw someone I tweeted about lockdown browser a couple days ago, and I was like, you want to know what? Fuck lockdown browser. I... I don't have good things to say, and it's just like, especially too for the one class that I remember that I had it in was for um, World of the Arts, and I'm not very big into the arts, and so, like, I, I can't just memorize everything that I want, so, like, I would try to use my notes during it, because, you know, you could take it whenever you wanted, but, like, even then, the professor would still try to, like, put down like all the answers were like technically right but you had to pick like the best answer and like that that's even worse i feel like than lockdown problems but it's just like just make things easier it's like either you know the material or you don't like this whole mindset of you have to really know the material it's it's so dumb i yeah i actually never forget that question because i was like shit my definition says this is what um, I think it was about a, mel- a melodrama would best be described as, and there's like the definition was right there. So I was like, okay, I know that's the definition. But then I also saw that um, he had talked about too in class that it was like a soap opera is how you could describe a melodrama. So I was like, shit, which one do I pick? They're both right in this whole. And so I ended up getting the question wrong because I just went with the definition, but instead the right answer I think was just the that uh, was uh, the soap opera one, but I'm like, how is that fair? I was technically right in this whole, yeah, it was right, but that's not the best answer I was looking for. <sighs> Man, college can just be a scam sometimes. Yeah, but it's just like, cool, that makes me really hate this class now, and it's just like, I clearly knew the information there. It's like, just give me the point on it. Make things easier on college. And also, too, it's like, one... Not every kid in that class that's taking that class 
is going to be doing like that material when they're older. Uh, so they might just be doing taking that class for credit. Uh, maybe they're taking it because it sounds fun, or maybe they just need it because you know uh, they were just looking for their schedule. But it's like they need to fill their schedule or something like that. But it's like you know, just be easier on college students because also too they have other stuff going on too, and not everyone's going to be able to just you know focus on world of the arts, especially for. I think it was a level 100 class, too. I have opinions now about that class that I really want to get into. But it's just, like, just make things easier, too. Like, colleges charge a ridiculous rate for education. And it's even worse now, too, with the pandemic because most of it's online. And so they're charging more. Uh, the, you know, the education that students are receiving are not as good. Um... And it's just like, just make things easier on the students, for Christ's sakes. They gotta, they have other stuff that they gotta do. Some might have a part-time job. Some might have a full-time job. Some might be a mother. Some might be a father. They might have to take care of kids. You know, they might have an internship they have to do. It's just like, there's so much stuff you have to juggle in college. And this whole idea of, I have to, I'm the most I'm stressed out about is because I'm taking a class that requires Lockdown Browser and the lockdown browser can be really finicky, is not cool in an unnecessary stress that they're putting on the students. So please, if you are a college and you are listening, you should tell your professors, hey, lockdown browser, don't do it anymore because that's really stupid. We should encourage students to use their resources and, you know, learn from it because you can also learn from an exam because it's like, oh, yeah, I got that question right. Now I know what that is. Cool. Instead of this whole, oh, you have to know it or you will fail. It's It frustrates me. It frustrates me to a T. But, yeah, I just wanted to get that out there and kind of vent about that stuff. Uh, but, yeah, that's what makes me mad this week. So, shout out to the Badgers, Colin Cowherd, uh, companies ripping off their employees, um, and uh, schools for using Lockdown Browser. Uh, not cool, um, not fun, but that will do it, though, for this week's episode. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I'm excited for next week's episode. Uh, I'm going to try to have that one be a good one. This one, I feel like, was a solid, a solid B. I would give it A through F rating. I'd give it a B. Uh, you know, some, again, sometimes I, I would, I like to treat what makes me mad as kind of like a slam dunk contest. Sometimes... I can throw down uh, a 360 between the legs slam dunk that gets the crowd just jumping off their seats. And sometimes I come on and I I just do uh, a simple simple one-handed slam. Where the crowd's not going to be like, eh, you know, that's not going to get me on my seat. But, you know, he does it better than I would. So, you know... You have to kind of, not every podcast is going to be a 360 between the legs windmill dunk, all right? Sometimes uh, I got to pick my spots, I feel like. So this one, I feel like if I had to uh, describe it as a dunk, I feel like this would just be a nice uh, double clutch dunk, I think. Because it's hard to pull off, but you know... You have to watch it maybe in slow motion, or it's just sometimes too. 
I come on and I say things that may not, may not always be funny, but like where it's just like common sense stuff where it's like, yeah, no, that's a good opinion to have. So like where it's like you can watch and be like, you want to know what? That's good. Like I listen to that and I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Or like when I rewatch a dunk where it's like, oh, yeah, that is a good dunk. You know, good job. So I, I just wanted to you know, kind of do that analogy to just kind of get the mindset of, you know, what it's like. Because sometimes I come on here and it's just like, you know, not every episode is going to be Vince Carter in the slam dunk contest. Once in a while, there'll be a dud of a slam dunk contest, but there will also be some good moments in each one where it's like, you just kind of have to pick your spot and be listening at the right time, I feel like. So, you know, that's how it is. That's the way the world turns. But, you know, I appreciate you guys listening. Uh... I always enjoy the good feedback I receive from this, and I enjoy doing it. As I said, I come on here, and I get to get some things off my chest and vent, and, yeah, makes me feel a little bit better uh, about this. So, yeah, just stay safe, uh, everyone, and uh, I'll see you guys next time. Thank you.